0: News Talk Sports. Now, the
1: experts on AM 980. And good Saturday afternoon. The show is presented by insurancehotline.com, a free online insurance rate comparison service that links you to a variety of insurance companies and professionals to assist you in getting lower rates on car insurance. Anne-Marie Thomas has spent more than 20 years in the insurance industry, working for many of Canada's largest insurance companies, and she's been a licensed insurance broker. And today we're going to talk about the what, the why, the how, the where, and the when and then some of Collision Reporting Centers, and we're also, maybe even more importantly, eager to hear from you. Your questions are welcome, toll-free, anywhere you can hear my voice at 866-354-8255, and also tweet us questions at hashtag Hotline Helps. Hello, Anne-Marie.
0: Hello, how are you doing?
1: Good. I want to begin with a news item that we had on AM 980 this week, and it talks about Speed. Speed on the 400-series highways. BC have already adopted a change. They've they've amped it up a little bit. Do you feel that Ontario should follow BC's lead and increase the speed on the 401, 402,
0: 403? I, personally, I think that they should because people are doing 110, 120 anyway. Um, I say that, though, with the caveat that... Uh, the fines then for speeding should be much more strict. I would hate to see, you know, the new 120 that a lot of people drive turn into a 130 or a 140. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's the new barometer and then it's just elevated and we're it, back to the same problem
0: exactly. again. Exactly. But I do think that it would, you know, since most people are traveling in excess of 100, they go, I mean, what I see in my travels is they go anywhere between one, 105 to 120. And, uh, So we're all moving away from that one, you know, law-abiding citizen who's doing 100. So I think that if we were all moving at the one pace, traffic might Mm -hmm. flow a little bit more smoothly.
1: The way we handle three lanes, I'm wondering if people are doing it right.
0: That's a great point. I've driven, you know, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I've driven all over Canada and like from coast to coast I've, I've driven and I've also driven in the States. And I have to t- hats off to those Americans down the I ninety five, you know that left lane is always clear. If you're in it, if drivers are in it, they're in it strictly to pass. And when it's clear, they move right back in. So it just sm- it just moves along so freely. And I notice the same behaviors uh, when you're when I've been on the highway for an extended period of time. So say for example, driving from here to Montreal. Um, once I hit the past the Oshawa area, I notice that people start to behave like they do <laughs> on the I-95. They're either, they're either in the mindset of, oh, right, I'm just here. I've got it on cruise control. I'll pass if they move, and I'll move over when when it's clear. So I think it's the shorter distances where we don't necessarily adopt that You know, wonderful left lane clear. From my
1: experience, in a lot of cases, the left lane is just the hammer lane and it's (laughs) full speed ahead and they rarely get out of the lane.
0: Exactly. Well, I know the, uh, if anyone's ever driven it, the 410 in Brampton, I, in my head, refer to it as the Autobahn because, I mean, people get on that and it is just You know, pedal to the metal and go. And the first time I was on it, I thought, "Oh my gosh, is there no speed limit on here?" But nope. I was just that person who was doing 105. And silly me. Mm -hmm. But I, but I, I do think that there's some merit to increasing the speed limits on the 400 series.
1: The one, two, three lane configuration is is really tough for police to uh, enforce, isn't it?
0: It really is. It Mm -hmm. really is. And then, uh, you know. Uh, you know in construction, which you know we we have a lot of in the summer, then reduce it then obviously and 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 double the fines as is typical
1: but it's hoped uh, and I guess b c will be a great test market for this that will we won't see the extremes, the very very slow driver right. and the excessive driver, and it might balance things out as you say with the asterisks as long as it doesn't become the benchmark for faster
0: exactly mm-hmm. exactly, and uh you know speaking of the you know keeping the lane clear. Thing. Um I passed uh, a vehicle. It was getting towed today on the highway on my way here. And I noticed that even though it would the center lane was clear, so the driver, the disabled vehicle was on the, the right curb, like on the shoulder. And, you know, cars were just zooming by the, the vehicle. And there was a police officer there. And I noticed that not one person moved over to the center lane. And you can get, I think it's like a $400 fine for not moving over if, if it's safe mm-hmm. for an emergency vehicle on the side of the road. So that's a little tip for people out there. If you if you see a disabled vehicle, especially with an emergency vehicle around it, police or fire ambulance, give them that link. Clear. If you can safely move over into the into the middle lane, do so. Save yourself a fine if you get caught. Another
1: safety tip, Anne Marie, is to give the big rigs more room.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I saw um, a car today driving in. What what I could see was this transport truck's blind spot, the, and it was a little tiny white car. And I saw the truck indicate that he was coming over. And I know until the last second, he didn't see that little truck. And then he had to make an an evasive action to get back into his lane. And I thought, good for you, truck driver. But it's a car... to my mind, it was the, the little car who should have been aware that they were in a blind spot and either sped up or slowed down to give that truck a little more clearance. And I guess that's something that we should all be cognizant of. You know, yes, we're responsible for our own blind spot. But, you know, if you can avoid an accident, why not? If you, if you, and sometimes we can tell when we're in someone's blind spot. Speed up or slow down. Just get out of that blind spot. Make yourself more visible.
1: At insurancehotline.com, have, have you shared with your clients how long one should drive before they take a break?
0: That is a great point. And that is all, and that's a very personal thing. So much of it depends on how much sleep you got the night before. Um, all of that. My, my advice to anyone driving a long distance if you start to feel tired, it's time to pull over. Too many times have have people said, "Oh, I'll just roll down the window or I'll turn up the music." Well, I don't know about you, but if I'm tired enough, I can fall asleep with the marching band going <laughs> through my living room. So, if you're that tired, pull over, you know, get out, stretch your legs. There's there's lots of those en route, you know, rest stops on the highway or other kinds of things. You know, pop in, get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee throw some water on your face or pull in and have that 10 minute nap. Sometimes that's just all you need to keep yourself awake. The signs of the
1: province has posted fatigue kills means something.
0: It does, absolutely does.
1: Let's get the lowdown then. We're going to focus today on the collision reporting centers in London. It's called the Police Reporting Center. It's at 1001 Bridges Street. I have the number and I'm going to give it out in in just a little bit. But why do we have these reporting centers.
0: So, collision reporting center started as a pilot project in 1994 in Toronto. And the reason that they they thought of creating this pilot um, project is that uh, oftentimes it's not necessary for police to come to the scene of an accident. It sort of it takes away their time, their resourcing for proper emergencies. So they established these collision reporting centers and they're funded um, about by ninety ninety percent by uh, participating insurance companies and I think th- no, they're founded by ninety percent of uh insurance companies in the province and uh, so the collision reporting center is a is a police facility and it's where drivers will take their vehicles after a collision. It's staffed by police and other trained professionals. Um, they can help you navigate the collision reporting process and help initiate the claims process.
1: Mm-hmm. So take advantage of it, and uh, we're breaking the law if the circumstances present themselves that we need to report now.
0: Exactly, and that's it. And, uh, you know, damage over $1,000 combined to both cars, and you know that doesn't take too, too much. You have to report So, uh, you know, it's, it, it, I've done, I've been through the experience myself. Someone hit me in a parking lot and I just took my vehicle to the collision reporting center and it was a really great process. I just drove there, um, made my report. The officer came out to the car park with me, saw the dent in my car, put a sticker on it, and gave me a report which I submitted to my insurance company. And it was easy and hassle-free.
1: You may have a story to share about uh, an unfortunate collision that you had. Take us through the process by giving us a call and sharing that story because it will help so many others. 866-354-8255. Also, you can send us a tweet, uh, hashtag Helps. Now, there are a couple of circumstances around collision reporting centers or the fact that one opted not to go to one, whereby they said, you know what, okay, I, I'm guilty of the crime here. How about I just give you a couple of hundred bucks and let's just get on with our day? What's the downside or are there, is there a list of them by going that route?
0: Yeah, that is that is a question that we get quite often um, out on insurancehotline.com's blog or they just uh, um, send it to contact us. Um, I'm always nervous when someone says, you know what, I'll just pay you the $500 it looks like. I did the damage I did to your bumper, and let's just forget this whole thing ever happened. It makes me nervous because of, of two things. Well, actually, more than two things. It makes me nervous because why don't you want it to go through insurance? Are you uninsured? Um, the second thing is how do I know that the damage is only five hundred dollars? I'm no I'm no adjuster or you know um collision repair I mean, facility that, that
1: that one can really come back to haunt it you sure can. because some of the damage of the vehicle can be interior uh it can be personal and yeah. you may not see or feel the effects of it right away.
0: Exactly. So you what may look like a simple dent to your bumper could have at some point shifted the frame of your vehicle or you could have sustained an injury that's not going to manifest itself till the next day. So I would be I would be really hesitant, particularly if you are not at fault, you have nothing to lose by reporting this to your insurance company. You know, you can say, you know, like maybe it is really obvious, it's just a door ding and you weren't in the car at the time and the person says to you, hey, here's this $500, go fix your car. There is nothing in the world to stop that person going to their insurance company and saying, you hit them. And because you didn't report it, maybe you look guilty, right? And so I am always really hesitant, uh, you know, when, when someone would say to me, you know, um, let's just settle this here in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. If, if it's not my fault and I have nothing to lose, I have, I have nothing to gain by doing that.
1: I got speeding tickets. Here's a uh, tweet here. I got speeding tickets, but no demerit points. Will my insurance go up?
0: Well, it all depends on the insurance company that you're with and how many uh, how many tickets you already have. So a lot of insurance companies will give you a discount for, have it, for being conviction-free. So you might lose that discount, which might appear as an increase, but it's actually the loss of a discount, which at the, the bottom line is it's an increase when we pay more for our insurance. Mm-hmm. So you might, but, you, but depending on the company that you're with, some insurance companies might not increase your rate. Some insurance companies might give you a grace of one speeding ticket. So if, if you've got, like this, one minor speeding ticket on your record – perfect time to check out insurancehotline.com um you can see how many you can see the range that of rates that you will get from various insurance companies based on that ticket and and your existing driving record
1: and a good time Anne-Marie, first time in the hour to just explain how insurancehotline.com works
0: oh perfect insurancehotline.com is an online insurance rate comparison website takes about 10 minutes uh you enter your information most of it you already have in your head so there's no real documentation required and it's not an onerous or, 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 or in this process wrong word it's not complicated let's try it that way <laughs> and uh so you just enter your information and we um uh, we send out a call to the same rating software that most insurance companies in Ontario use and we'll bring you back a rate if you like that rate meaning that it's lower than what you're currently paying, we will ask you to provide your name and and phone number. And we will send that information to the insurance broker or agent who can get you that low rate. In addition, we'll also show you the nine next highest rates. So you can really see, you know, it's not uncommon for, you know, to see rates of, thousands of dollars.
1: A lot of your new and existing clients have been very, very positive in their uh, experience with you online. Here's Bill from St. Catharines. He said, I just want to say how pleased and thankful I am for the tech support service that you've given me. Your company is one of only a few positive experiences I've had on companies on the internet.
0: (laughs) That's good to hear. It is good to
1: hear. It's Canada's premier online comparison site for insurancehotline.com. We'll help you compare, get more quotes quickly so that you can secure the rates from many of the nation's top providers with ease we'll talk more about collision reporting centers and we're also going to save you some money we've got some uh, hot summer savings some some cool tips and that's all coming up next here on am 980s experts for the insurance hotline news talk sports
0: now back to the experts on am 980
1: where next saturday we'll have uh, two shows we'll begin with advanced basement systems that's a two and then followed immediately with another live show with uh com, and Anne-Marie will be joining us and we'll kind of combine the two shows next week and talk about many questions that surface about basements and flooding. There's, it's been so much in the news lately too.
0: Yeah, it is. And and uh, in fact, it was advanced basements being here that, that made us think about perhaps it'd be a great thing to tie in. What's covered, you know, you know with all this weather we've been having, what's covered, what's not covered. So, uh, you know, think of all your questions for next week and, you know, give us a call with your situation and uh, hopefully we can give you some help.
1: Back to the collision reporting centers that we're going to focus on for the first part of the show here. The police reporting center in London, by the way, is at 1001 Bridges Street at six six one twenty six sixty four. If we're not sure, we should call the police.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime you don't know what to do, which I don't know about, you know, you and, 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 you know, all of our listeners, it, it's new to me, you know, um, an accident, you know, unless you're that driver with the TTC who had been involved in 30 collisions, it's a very new experience. It's intimidating. It's, you know, you're shaken up. So when, whenever you don't know what to do, absolutely call the police, you know, um, all, the worst thing that can happen is they'll tell you what to do. Right? So there's nothing wrong with that.
1: And you've got to rise above someone who is very ornery who you may have just had that collision with.
0: Most definitely. We chatted about that a couple of weeks ago. You know, that's one of the key things that if I were to, to advise anyone of anything on at the time of an accident, if the other driver is upset... Do not engage, walk away, wait for the police to arrive or, you know, that sort of thing. But don't engage and don't admit liability.
1: Mm -hmm. So we're going to the reporting center then. We now know where it is in London if you're fairly new to the city and fortunately haven't had the experience of having to go there. And I hope it never happens. But it's good to know in advance and good to know and have the number at hand as well. What is the process then before we actually show up at, in our case, the police reporting center in London?
0: Okay. So what you would do is you would, you know, after, after the collision, you would call uh, your, um, your, your police department and explain the situation to them. They will determine whether they need to come to the scene or whether you need to go to a collision reporting center. Um, at the scene, exchange your information with the other driver. So make sure you get their name, their phone number, their driver's license number, their insurance. Naturally. Um,
1: have them printed if it's not uh, legible. Right.
0: Or you know what? Uh, most people have a smartphone. Snap, cop- snap a picture of their license, their their registration, their license plate, and particularly snap pictures of the damage. And maybe even of, you know, skid marks or anything. If it's safe, of course. Um, but just, you know, picture, what do they say? Picture says a thousand mm-hmm. words. So, um, yeah, definitely get, get all that sort of information. And you can bring that. Uh, with you. If your car is drivable, then head over to a collision reporting center. If it's not drivable, get the tow truck driver to take you to a collision reporting center. That's a good thing. That's a good, a good, um, help to you also, because that way the tow truck driver, you don't know, like you most likely don't have never met this person before in your life. And you don't want your car taken to a body shop that, um, you know, perhaps the driver is, you know in cahoots with has a relationship with is not doesn't have your best interest in at heart so definitely take to get your car taken to the um, towed to the collision repair shop and bring your own license and registration we
1: are definitely in an age of citizen reporters and when something happens uh, many people will step in and say I saw that I know exactly what happened they're people you should note too
0: absolutely get the names of any witnesses that were there and um, you know, that way it kind of eliminates the he said, she said thing from uh, an insurance company adjuster assigning responsibilities process. Sometimes it's a, a quick little statement or not even you just have to get their name and phone number. The insurance adjuster will do the rest, you know, and, and uh, an independent witness can go a long way. Uh, they could end up saving you thousands and thousands of dollars in increased insurance premiums if they can testify to that it's not your fault.
1: Prior to going to the collision center and they're thinking about it, they've got it in their, in their uh, um, window, um, some have opted to make that trip only to discover later they did more damage to the vehicle. They may have lost fluids or something at the scene.
0: right. Uh, that's something that you would have to take up with, I mean, all that happened as part of the collision. So I'm sure that the insurance...
1: Does the insurance company look at it that way?
0: It's, but for the collision Mm -hmm. and you're, you know, you have to take your car there, whether it's, you don't know, you know, you may not know the car needs to be told, may look perfectly drivable. Mm -hmm. And I, and I believe that an insurance adjuster would understand, you know, we're not all mechanics and, you know, we, we, you know, we did our best to mitigate damage, got it out of the road and are taking it, we're doing the responsible thing by taking it to a collision reporting centre, so they should understand that.
1: Okay. Again, just to recap, in our province, you must report an accident to the police forthwith if there are injuries.
0: Right. And forthwith is the... The key word, and that's why uh, you know the police created these collision reporting centers because they want you to report the damage while it's fresh in your head, while the damage is still fresh mm. and and all of that.
1: All right. Here's the address again for the Police Reporting Centre in London, 1001 Bridges Street, 519 We'd love to hear uh, any experiences that you may have. We're not going to name insurance companies here, but we certainly would like to hear your story about the process of the unfortunate circumstances that you may have found yourself in recently or maybe some time ago uh, in terms of a collision. How did it go? What was the experience? And maybe you have some questions directly for Anne-Marie, too, on how insurancehotline.com works. The process, and again, at the end of the day, it's about getting a good insurance company as a retainer and saving some money.
0: Exactly. That's what, that's my favorite part of of working with insurancehotline.com are, um, this sounds so disingenuous and it's so, I mean it, absolutely mean it. I love it when I, I get an email from a consumer who says, And this actually happened. You saved me $700. What I could do with $700, and I know how I would feel if that were my $700. I was so thrilled that we were able to help uh, that woman and were able to help... You know, people all over the country save money.
1: I wonder what the statistics would tell us in terms of those who are just trying, you know, they're crunching the dollars to try and save every little bit they can versus those who have a great driving record and they just want to let the new insurance company or the, the 10 that comes up on the screen instantly at insurancehotline.com to say, you know what, I've been a responsible driver. It's not a right to be on the road, it's a privilege. And now I need to recoup some of it.
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, and a gas price is what they are these days? We already pay way more than we need to, you know, for maintaining and, and vehicle ownership in general. Let's save money where we can and and you know you're not losing anything by shopping your rate. In fact, you could really end up saving hundreds and hundreds of dollars.
1: We have some five very cool money-saving tips coming up next here on AM980s Experts for insurancehotline.com. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on
0: AM 980.
1: Presented by insurancehotline.com, Anne-Marie Thomas is our guest here today, and we're at 235. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful uh, Saturday. For the first part of the show, we're talking about the Collision Reporting Centre, and I've been mentioning on the show, Anne-Marie, about the Police Reporting Centre, and that, of course, would be based on accidents happening within the City of London. But we, at the same time, want to be going to the nearest centre in the jurisdiction where that collision took place.
0: That's correct. Uh, So um under the highway traffic act they say that um collisions should be reported forthwith so that probably doesn't mean if you're 200 kilometers away from home waiting until you get home so if the accident happens in hamilton go to the hamilton collision reporting center if it happens in london go to london um there are over 30 collision reporting centers across ontario mostly in larger cities but uh yeah you can you can find one likely in around in, in or around where the collision may have occurred. Should
1: I have the misfortune to have to go to one, how much will that cost me?
0: Absolutely nothing. There is no charge for going to the collision reporting center to report your um to report your collision. Uh in fact they you know it, it uh, you know, you might get some peace of mind going there too. For example, if it happens on a, you know, a Saturday afternoon, uh, they can help you start the claims process, like filling out the forms or giving you the phone number because they have all, you know, the numbers and contact info for the majority of insurance companies in Ontario. Ontario. So it might help, uh, you know, avoid spoiling your weekend by getting your claims process started. It might even give you a little bit of peace of mind knowing that, you know, you're covered or you've spoken to an adjuster. or you at least have some peace of mind might have knowing that you've spoken with, you know, a policeman and sort of reported the loss and, and everything is okay. So
1: does the adjuster now come to the center?
0: No, what will happen is that so when once you leave, as we talked about, they'll put a little sticker on the damage on your vehicle and it will say, you know, inspected by collision reporting center number, whatever the collision reporting center number is, and they'll give you a document, a police report, which you will provide to your uh insurance adjuster and it has the details of Of the collision, et cetera, et cetera, on there.
1: And then you then correspond with your insurance company and the process commences.
0: Exactly. The collision insurance center, the collision reporting center, rather, doesn't report the loss to your insurance company. That's your responsibility. But they will give you the documentation that you need. And, you know, even if your vehicle is hit while parked in a parking lot, Take it to a collision reporting center because, believe it or not, with a lot of the insurance companies that I have worked for when I was in underwriting, if you didn't report um, what they call a hit and run, so, you know, cars dinged in a parking lot or whatever, um, if you didn't report that to the police within 24 hours of it occurring, it may be considered an at-fault loss on your record. So that's something to be aware of. Uh, for your listeners, just
1: a question that just came to mind, Anne Marie. We feel that we were wronged. Police found us guilty. That we were charged. And uh, what recourse do we have? And what role does the insurance company play in that?
0: Well, once if a police officer has, you know, um, oftentimes the, I don't know if you've ever seen a police report, they kind of d- draw a little diagram. And if the police has determined that you're at fault, it's probably not a lot you can do to change that
1: okay so if do we do we have an opportunity though to uh, go before the courts to challenge that
0: if you were charged with something then you could you could charge that i mean i'm I'm sure you could go to that police officer's sergeant or something like that maybe the uh police location has an ombudsperson as an insurance company does that you could maybe work through this with if you have those witnesses that certainly um helpful to sort of make that not be an issue.
1: All right. Coming up next, we're going to bring you the uh, the summer savings with some uh, hot tips. One of them is shop around. That's the advantage of working with insurancehotline.com. And it's encouraged that you do it on a regular basis because the rates charged by different car insurance companies to insure the same car and driver for the exact same policy can vary by hundreds. Even some have reported back to insurancehotline.com. Thousands of dollars, so it pays to shop around. With Canada's premier online comparison site, that's insurancehotline.com. They make it quick and easy. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM 980. With Brian at all, and we're presenting the show today on behalf of insurancehotline.com. Check out their website. In fact, as I speak, if you go to the website right now, right on the front page there, they have some uh, cool summer savings with some hot tips to match here. And I thought it would be kind of fun to go through that list today. And because each of them are so valuable to our show, and there are a couple of them that may be a surprise to our listeners.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: One is not necessarily a surprise, but it sure reinforces the value of InsuranceHotline.com and hint number one would be shop around.
0: Absolutely. I don't know how many times I I don't know. I I can't say it too many times. Um, There is, it doesn't cost you a thing to shop your rate. The worst case that happens is you don't end up saving money, but at least you know, you've got the the sort of sense of comfort that you've done your due diligence to find the lowest rate for you. And if that's where you currently are insured, then, then great, you've done the work. But there is nothing wrong with saving a few hundred dollars, and it doesn't take that long.
1: Is there any advantage at all by going with a company for a six-month term versus a year?
0: Well, you know, a lot of companies don't even offer six month terms anymore. If you think of it from an insurance company perspective, that's a lot of maintenance to renew a policy every six months. And, you know, each time you touch a policy, and I'm talking like when I was on the other end of it, um, it cost us money. Uh, so we we like to touch policies as little as policy possible. If we could have a five year policy and have an increase every year, then I'm sure insurance companies it's would like do an that. Amortized period e- on your mortgage, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so um, uh, and and when we when six month policies were being offered, um, you never saved any money. They would charge you fifty two percent of the premium of the annual premium just because it costs an insurance company to touch the policy
1: and issue a renewal. We'll talk about paying your premium in a moment and the way to go about it that will save you money proven. Number mm-hmm. two on the list here in our hot tips, bundle, bundle, bundle.
0: Yep. If, if you bundle your car insurance and your home insurance together, you can likely save 10% off each policy. Now, having said that... Um, once you've once you've shopped them around, it might make sense in your particular case not to bundle because this car is this poly, this company is much cheaper for your car, and that company is much cheaper for your home, but.
1: More uh, often, than not, more often than not, it's the latter. more often than
0: not, it's the latter. Because when you think of it, you know, 10% on your auto policy and 10% on your home policy, that's 20% off your total premium. That's a significant amount. Mm-hmm.
1: So every time you come back, though, to insurancehotline.com to, as you point out, doing your due diligence, put it in in both scenarios. Exactly. And see what comes out in your favor.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, we may send you to two different companies, but it might be worthwhile to have two separate policies, or it might be worth your while to bundle, as it says here, bundle, bundle, bundle. You know, and that's not just your house and your car. That's your cottage, motorcycle, toys, so your ATVs and boats and all that sort of, if you keep them, if you, if you, the more you bundle, the more you save, kind of like, you know, the, you know, the the telecommunications companies, you know, they'll give you a significant difference. And, you know, and a lot of that has to do with um, if you put everything I you were with the one company, monopoly. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> maybe. And with if you put everything with one company, it's a lot more difficult for you to lose, to loo- to leave. Mm-hmm. Right? So insurance companies like to wrap you up in a big blanket and never have to let you go. So the more that you have with them, uh, the less likely that you are to leave. So that's why they offer discounts.
1: Now, you may. Have a circumstance by which you would want to increase your deductible. That's our third tip, but there's a sort of a caveat here.
0: There is. So um, for any of our listeners who don't know what a deductible is, a deductible is the first amount of money that you pay in the event of an at-fault accident or a you know, your vehicle is vandalized or stolen or something like that. And so on
1: it, most policies, the increments would be what?
0: Um, but in Ontario, the standard is five hundred uh, collision and three hundred comprehensive. Now, there there are options. You can increase your deductible to five thousand dollars if you want and save. The thing that you have to remember is that if something happens and you get in a collision, you're responsible for that amount. So try to keep your deductible within the, the limit that you're comfortable paying in the event of a collision or a vandalism on the comprehensive side.
1: And what about the age of your vehicle?
0: And that is an important thing to consider. So when you're, when you're debating about whether or not to purchase comprehensive or co- and or collision coverage, you sort of have to do a little bit of math. And then it becomes a personal decision. So what you want to do is maybe check out, you know, one of the um, auto sites, the auto sales sites, the used vehicle uh, websites. Mm -hmm. Find out typically what your year make and model vehicle is is selling for. So let's do a scenario. Your vehicle is selling for $3,000 because it's your winter car. Not not incredibly valuable, but it's good to you because it gets you from point A to point B and it's reliable. So you like it, but it's only worth $3,000. If you have a $1,000 deductible on that policy, in the event of a collision, the maximum that an insurance company is going to pay out for you is $2,000. So-
1: The vehicle's valued at three.
0: Right. Right and you have to also take away the amount that you've paid for the collision coverage itself. So the actual cash in your pocket, you may end up with only $1,500. And don't forget on a used vehicle or an older vehicle, every month, that's depreciating and depreciating and depreciating. So what your car is worth, maybe what the time you buy the policy, it may be worth $500 or $1,000 less at the end of your policy term. So you have to make that decision whether or not it's it's worth it for you um, to purchase the collision coverage at all, because at the end of the day, you might only be getting a thousand dollars, but it might be costing you two hundred dollars a year to get that thousand.
1: dollars Makes sense. There's tips one through three. Shop around, and the best place to go, your destination online, is insurancehotline.com. Bundle, 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 but then take a good look at what are the options. What are the it's the up and necessarily what might be the down, and increase your deductible. But again as Anne-Marie so eloquently put, it all depends on your set of circumstances. We have tips four and five coming up next here. Very handy, says Nora of uh, InsuranceHotline.com. One-stop insurance shopping. I like your service because I don't have to waste time searching other websites and call different insurance companies. Time is money. And don't forget, when you go to InsuranceHotline.com, it's absolutely free. News, talk, sports, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM 980. A couple minutes away from 3, Emory. I have no idea where the time goes, but we're looking forward to our show next week. Advanced Basement Systems will be first up. And there at two, and then on deck will be insurancehotline.com at three. And we'll talk about floods and we'll talk about what you really do need to know when that's, it comes to your home policies.
0: Yeah, there's a, yeah, you, that's no time to find out any surprises when you've got your basement full of water.
1: Some cool summer savings with some hot tips for us. Uh, number four on the list is pay your premium all at once.
0: Right. Now, a lot of people don't realize, you know, um, insurance premiums can be expensive. And, it, and some, you know, for some of us, it's hard to come up with that m- amount of money at one time.
1: And they opt to find it easier because for their budgeting purposes.
0: Exactly. So they opt to do the monthly payment um, option. Now... What we may not know is that the insurance company charges us a fee, not unlike interest, because I guess, you know, on some level, it is interest because we've borrowed the money from them in essence for the whole year policy, but, and we're paying them back month over month. Um, and, and that can be, I think it's something like with a lot of insurance companies, it's 3%, um, but it's month over month, right? So that can work out to be something like 8%. Um, So uh, take a look at your premium and see what you're paying monthly. And then see what it's paying, what it what it is to pay annually, and see if you can save some money that way. Some insurance companies might even offer. I know a couple I've worked for had um, a three payment plan, which might make it a little easier. And a lot of people don't aren't aware of that. You know, like they might do forty percent the first month, and then another thirty percent in three months, and then another thirty percent three months after that.
1: And there still may and be savings because it's not an every month withdrawal.
0: Yes, and so the and the insurance company is not charging Charging you interest of their monthly interest on that. So f- something to think about.
1: Number five, and it's such common sense, and yet you know there are many that don't exercise it, and that's drive safely. And I might add, drive defensively.
0: Absolutely, it's um, it's amazing. Uh, you know, it's 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 something that's in our control. Um, So, you know, keeping a clean driving record and shopping around are two things with respect to our insurance premiums that we can control. So, you know, even things like wear your seatbelt 100% of the time, you know, drive within the limit, uh, watch that distracted driving. It is so easy. Like these simple things that we like little minor adjustments that we can make in our driving behavior could help us. Uh, or prevent us from, get a, from getting a ticket and ergo saving us insurance premiums.
1: One thing I do in closing is that I often, when I get behind the wheel of the car, I'm thinking about everyone else making the mistake.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I remember when my kids got the, their licenses, I remember saying, to they, they would say, you don't trust me to drive. And I'm like, no, I trust you. It's everyone else on the road I don't <laughs> trust. right? And I have a similar philosophy with myself when I get behind the wheel. <laughs> I trust me just fine. It's all the other ones on the road that I'm not so wild about.
1: It's the ones on the 401 that will be in that left lane and shouldn't yep. be to begin with and go right. across about 10.
0: Oh, sorry. To I, take the... Yeah. <laughs> and it's the one that, that you just know your right indicator is on, but I just know you're going to go left because I'm watching the way your
1: head's moving. Yeah.
0: Even though your car is saying, you know, you're going right, I know you're going left, I'm going to back, hang back until you make your decision. Right. Right? So it's just being aware.
1: And I'll end out with this, something that you've adopted, driving safely means leave early.
0: Absolutely. Leave a couple of minutes early. might make all the difference in the world whether or not you have a relaxing drive or a panic drive.
1: What a great hour. We'll look forward to having you back next week. Thanks so much. The experts for com. have a great weekend.